Live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. And the Sports Bash is live on a Wednesday here on 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app, and, of course, streaming live on the website, 97.3ESPN.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Mike Gill. That is Hunter Brody. Josh Jennings producing today's show and you out there. If I sound like crap, it's because I've been up since 4.30 with a runny nose, just like a faucet. You ever get that problem? Just nose running, can't get it to stop. And I'm not a nose blower. I don't know how to blow my nose, so it just just runs. You don't know how to blow the nose? No, there's some people who aren't nose blowers. It's funny you bring that up. My fiance makes fun of me all the time because I am not a nose blower either, but I know how to. So you saying you don't know how is kind of throwing well, me off. I don't properly know how to blow the nose. Like, I feel like I'm just like, you know, and, not, and like nothing happens. Like, huh. I feel when some people blow their nose, they do it with a purpose. And that's the end of the need to blow the nose. I might try to blow my nose, but there's no purpose. It, nothing's ending. I still have a running nose nonstop. Okay, I understand where you're coming from. I do. It's just the way that you presented it confused me a little. But I respect it because I feel I'm in a similar category as you are. Yeah, so I've been up since like 4.30 in the morning, and I'm not happy about it. But I'm going to do my best today. That's all I can do. Yeah, it's like the Flyers. Just do your best out there. Whatever the outcome is, so be it. Yeah. That's what it feels like, at least. First cup of coffee, 5.25, which means it's worn off already. Well, I mean, there's no way you haven't had one since then, right? I did, but you know what? I feel like I'm a little short on coffee in here today. You know what I realized? That the coffee room no longer has any sweetening products. There's no sweet and low. A lot of times there's a Splenda in there. I've even seen Equal. I'm okay. I'm an Equal Opportunity sweetener user. Purple, yellow, or blue. I don't mind. They got none in there. Huh. There's nothing left. See, I never use them, so I don't even recognize that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't like regular sugar. There is a sugar thing in there, but I, I'm not. I don't like regular. Just sugar. close your eyes and sprinkle it in there. It's got to be better than. I nothing. brought my own in today. Oh, okay, well then yeah. there you go. I brought my own in today. I kept forgetting. I kept forgetting. I kept forgetting. The last couple of days today, I brought my own in. So we got a lot today. JT, Real Muto, Fool's Gold is my question on that. I thought about it overnight. Is bringing JT Real Muto back a way to kind of like? appease the fans as like a fool's gold thing to get you excited about a season that we know what the inevitable outcome will be? I don't think so. No, I don't. I think that this is something where the way I view it is this is a three-part thing. Because, okay, let me explain my thought in this real quick. The Phillies made a signing that they know was universally going to be accepted. So if they didn't do anything else the whole offseason – this overshadows the fact that they did nothing because they know the Phillies fans aren't very smart and that they will say, they got JT! So this overshadows the fact that they didn't do anything else. No, because Dave Dombrowski's now in there, and this guy's an experienced professional. And I had my my concerns when he came here, and there were some red flags, and I still think everywhere he goes ultimately blows up at the end, which it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but during the process, you get success So this is a new regime, and this is a new guy in here who has a track record of success. So I think it changes my mentality on things. I could buy that aspect of it, you know, but is it just a tease? So I don't know. 
like the fact that they go out and get JT. Is this just a tease to get you excited? Like, what's next? Three shortstops went off the board last night, which means it's either DD or you're stuck with what you got. And if that's the case, your team's not as good as it was last year. It's now worse. It is, unless the bullpen gets fixed to some certain degree to the point where you can get by with Gene Segura playing short and second base being Scott Kingery. If you, if you fix the bullpen and keep Segura and Kingery, where does that where does that put you? Where, where do you fall then? That's a question that we want to uh, kind of throw out there throughout the day. The, if the lineup's the same and the rotation's the same, they're essentially saying, we stunk last year because our bullpen was that bad. If our bullpen was better we would be better. They're trying to tell you we've upgraded our bullpen. Is that enough? And is that simply enough that we're bringing back the same band? We're just throwing in a couple of new songs in the middle. We're playing all the hits. We got a couple of new one off our new album. You know, when the band says, Hey, we got something off our new album that started the whole Bernie Sanders meme. Hey, we're going to play a song off our new album. And they showed Bernie sitting there with the mittens on, just so disinterested. You go to a concert, you want to see the hits. So the Phillies are saying, we're bringing back all the hits. We're going to play all the hit songs again. We're just going to play a couple new songs off of our new album. But not related to this. When Daryl Morey came here, you can't expect him to fix the mess in one season. Step one, get rid of Al Horford. And it looks to be a positive this year. We're excited about it. I feel with Dave Dombrowski, this is... So bad. The way that Andy McPhail and Matt Klintak left this, you can't fix this in one season. So if bringing JT back and just picking at some bullpen pieces here and there is step one of a three-step process, I, I think we need to acknowledge that you can't fix this in one year. By the way, Matt, uh, Michael is watching on Facebook. I think he hits the nail on the head. He says, I hate the people who use a hanky and blow their nose, and then they put it back in their pocket. That's nasty. Yeah, that's like my great aunt, my grandmother's sister. Used to have the handkerchief up her sleeve. Whoa, up the sleeve. Oh, I, yeah. I, I see like pocket or maybe the front pocket on your t-shirt. I, I've never seen on in the t-shirt? sleeve. Yeah, like, pocket if, you on a a, t-shirt? if you have a pocket tee, I've seen it. It's people, a bad look. It's I'm not saying it's a great look. I'm just saying I've seen it. There's a guy that I know. I mean, I, I don't know him, no, but I know him like an acquaintance, I guess. I'd see him out. And he used to wear a polo with a pocket. And I'd say, dude, that's not a good one. Oh, look. so, oh, I don't mind. Like, a t if I'm wearing a tee like this, a standard tee, and it has a pocket on it, I'm okay with that. If you start throwing things in it, now I start to question. No, uh, he had a polo with a pocket. Polo pocket's a little odd. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, that's, I mean, I like the polo, but the pocket. Yeah. I'm but out my grand, my grandma's sister would be my great aunt. She used to use the handkerchief and put it up her sleeve. Is that normal? And I'm just not used to I don't to know. That? I mean, that's so gross. been around for You start blowing your nose and then it like disaster. rubs on your forearm? Like, I don't understand even the mental process of this. Well, let me tell you. I got up at 4.30. I went to the bathroom. My nose was running so bad I had to get up because I wear CPAP. And with the CPAP on, my nose running, that's a problem. Big problem. So I go to the bathroom. I get toilet paper to, to like wipe the snot out of my nose. I'm not blowing my nose because nothing works in that capacity. I don't know what these people are doing when they blow their nose. Nothing's actually happening there. So I throw the What's so funny? This Me and Josh are laughing over here that you don't understand how people blow their nose. That's where the disconnect is for me. I'm not like a big nose blower, but I understand the process of the nose blow. So when you blow your nose, do you look down and be like, wow, that's why my nose is running? 
No, I don't appreciate. Nothing comes out. I don't appreciate the snot. I fold the tissue and then I throw Everybody it away. looks down at the snot. You got to see whether or not the fruits of the labor ended up on the handkerchief. Well, normally, see, when I played hockey, we'd be in the locker room. I go right to the trash can and go for a big snot blow right into the I trash can. Do that I'll do either. The, I'll do the double snot blow. See, I can't. Nothing would happen. It's not rocket. Nothing. That, nothing. Nothing. No. Huh. So I used the toilet paper. I flushed the toilet. I went back to bed. I laid down 20 minutes, nose running like a crazy person again. Had to get back up, did the whole thing over again. Third time, laid down, got back up. Finally, I said, I'm taking the whole roll of toilet paper and brought it back out with me. By 5.45, I finally said, all right, I've had enough. I'm getting up. This is it. My day has started. But you've done that a couple of times this week, I feel. No, no, no. No? I've had some times where I woke up early, but not because... I had nights where my nose just starts running like this, and, and so I'm not, like, freaked out or anything because this has happened to me before, but... Yeah, I just meant you getting up in general. It's yeah. Like you've, been, you've been kind of an early bird over the like last it. week or so. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like that it starts your day nice and early. 4.30 is a little preposterous. 4.30 is a little early. 6, though. 6 like a good cup of coffee time. Yeah, I don't mind 6. I can do 6. I can get used to a 6. But 4.30 is a tough one. 4.30 is tough. Wait till you get me around 4.30 today. Uh-oh. PM. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be falling asleep on I us. wouldn't get in an argument with me. Catch a couple of Z's on the air. Yeah. By the way, uh, Gossip Bear plus two last night. Yeah, Gossip Bear looked good. I was impressed with him and Ivan Provrov. I'm not impressed with everybody else. And I even texted our very own Kevin Durso, who will be on with us later on in the show. This is almost unwatchable to me. Like this play, this version of Flyers hockey, I can't watch 56 games of this. Absolutely not. Is this like um, when the Sixers don't have Embiid, I can't judge them when they don't have Couturier? I think that's fair. And Myers, too. Myers is injured. And so Myers. I don't know what this – I need to Who see them out? back. Well, Frost, but he's not like a big part of it yet, but he he has been injured. So those two are the big ones. Well, Once bingo they last night for Faraby, by the way. That was a nice one. He's been quiet since game did one. Patrick get a goal? He did. Those two goals were big. But the, the Devils hit like four posts. They gave up three breakaways in the first period. The D zone is so bad. I mean, turnovers after turnovers, bad decisions. Thinking forwards, about lacing them back up? Moving up ice. Look, I would if I could. I'd be chipping pucks out there, blocking shots. Now, how far off are you from Friedman? <laughs> like Realistically or me having some fun? Like, shooting. he sucks out loud. Yeah. How far are you from? But like, just to put it in perspective, you're a guy who played. How far, like, the worst NHL, like, the sixth of the six. I'm not there, all right? I'm not there, but I would like to. I mean, if you want to be serious here, yeah, I'm not there. I'm not but, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not there. there. I'm not there. Right. I could have but the, 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 the top of my Freeman's top. Freeman's the worst, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is Freeman, there anybody on bad. the roster that's worse? No, probably probably not. No, probably not. Friedman is your Matt Pryor. That's how I kind of gave it to Josh off the air. If you're thinking about, oh, man, we're so banged up. We got to throw Matt Pryor in. This is going to be bad. Oh, the Flyers just text me. Friedman's calling in today. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> His nose was running last night. I uh, think he can't make practice yeah, today. Right. No, he's tough. Yeah, the, the team is. But he's just, he, he works hard. He does. He gives you your F maximum effort. I'm sure AD is proud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You course. were the freedman of your team. No, give me more respect than that. You were the seventh of the six. Yeah, I had to battle. But I mean, <laughs> look, I was a little bit better than the freedman. Give me a little better for the doubt here. You know what I mean? I did the dirty work. You know what I want? You, oh, you want the perfect man. comparison, and this doesn't really do me much uh, justice here. I was your Justin Braun. I was your stay-at-home D-man, doesn't do anything sexy, but I made better outlet passes. Jeez, I mean, this guy can't go tape the tape. He goes tape the skate. I at least went tape the tape. Yeah, I got to go. I need a guy going tape the tape. By the way, this text <laughs> message is a is a epic winner. 
Wow. You ever see this commercial? So this guy just texted, Mike, I was never a nose blower and I had nasal problems. I bought the Navage nasal cleaner and I use it every day and haven't had an issue since it's a game changer. Go get one. You ever see that? Commercial? I have. Yes, I have. Navage. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend laugh every single time we see it. Well, why don't you give it a shot? I might have to yeah. now. I mean, we laugh hysterically every time we see Navage. That's your go-to commercial that you laugh at. Ours is the progressive and I mentioned this one on the air before. The you're turning into your parents' commercials. Those ones are our laugh ones. Well, just the way they say the Navaj. That gets you going a little bit. They're trying to be seductive. I might have to look at that. I think you should. You know, there was a listener who tweeted at me a coffee machine that I need to look at. I gotta, I gotta check out your opinion on this. I gotta okay. find that tweet. Yeah, you gotta listen. It wasn't all that expensive. Right. Well, yeah, you, they would really not. I well, mean, yeah, you some of these other coffee machines are like 250 bucks. Right. Yeah. This you start like going in the 60 buck range. Okay. Well, yeah, that's perfect. I think that's a good range for a coffee machine. I mean, you start spending a couple hundred bucks on the machine I as much sent, as I'm a coffee man. How much greater am I getting here? I just sent that text to my girlfriend and she is just keeling over. Yeah. She doesn't listen to the show, right? No. Uh, no. I know. I don't understand that. Well, she's at home. She's working. No, I know. Home. But my fiance well, she can never, watch it now. never turns, turns this on. In terms of the well, radio, she can watch us now. She can watch us now. Yeah, all you have to do is take your Comcast remote or whatever and just watch the sports. But back. if your girlfriend was on the radio, you think when you get in the car or something, you if you're at home working, that guy, I wonder what she's talking about. No. Okay. I mean, maybe she doesn't doesn't tell me. But why would she lie? She wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I think she literally does not care about your no, occupation. Not at all. Okay. That's fair. She's actually a sports fan to some capacity, but not to the, I want to know what the six line centers do. Right. Well, is she going to be on her hands? On Like, is her hands going to be on her knees watching LeBron versus Joel Embiid later oh, she'll tonight? she'll watch the game tonight. Yeah, she'll be into oh, yeah. it. Big Jimmy Butler fan. Wow. Yeah, she loved Jimmy Butler. But yeah, she'll watch. She watches all the games. So what was the... The emotion towards Jimmy Butler. Did she like him before he got to Philly? Was it just a Philly thing that? No, made when him? he got to Philly, okay, she liked him when the, he got like here. the minivan, the country music, the whole. I don't know if it was anything more than his play. Oh, so she just liked the X's and O's. I think so, yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, no, she's. I mean, like she'll watch the games. She's in. Yeah, same here. Same. She's but not like watching. the ins and outs of like the day to day. Doesn't care. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's not writing down notes. Dan from EHT, you guys are great. Does Larry David write your show? Yeah. Oh yeah, we have him on payroll. Yeah, that would be great. Whoa, that's all improv. So it's not like he write. He would write anything for us. This is us just improving as well. Yeah, not knowing how to blow your nose is like saying you don't know how to clap. It's something normal people have done since they were an infant. Well, you're not normal. First off, I don't know any infant that's blowing their nose. You just come out and well, it's I don't like, think oh, God, I got, the I got a sneeze. Blows their nose. Oh, okay. Wait. Repeat that. It seemed like he was. Oh, yeah. It's something normal people have done since they were an infant. Right. Yeah, now I'm calling that out. Yeah, that's that's baloney. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any infant that's Hold blowing on. their I'd nose. I'd like to know how many people out there understand what I'm saying. Like, that guy texted in and said, he's not a nose blower. He got in a vase. Exactly. Tweet that. Pull out. Yeah. Are you a nose blower? I will. Okay. All uh, right. Josh, Josh is on that. I had a poll yesterday, I too, that say, got we're some. We're going to get to Yeah, that. we got a lot going on yesterday. I have a whole rundown in front of me. I haven't hit very many of them yet. It's not me how it goes. Sorry. Um, I want you to tweet that out, though. Are you a nose blower? Because I would imagine there are, I'm not saying overwhelming, but this guy's making it like I'm the only person who doesn't blow their nose. Well, you open the show, and here I am, not knowing that you were even going to throw that at me, and I 
I well, agree I told with you, you that I was going to go that route, oh, yeah. which I didn't even know, by the way. Yeah, I, I knew you had the issues, but I didn't know right from the jump, bang, this would be thrown on me. But I'm agreeing with you, and I'm I'm in the same boat. So here you go. You mentioned it to the people. You're not a nose blower. I'm not a nose blower. Yeah, me neither. Not a nose blower. Now, do, would you say you know how to blow your nose? Yes, that I do. See, that's where I think we're on different pages. I know how, and I do once in a blue moon, but I'm not like a legitimate nose blower. I actually call it the dabber because I go for the dab. Yeah, I'm like a wiper. Right, you go wipe. I, I'm called the dabber. Yeah. I'll go for the dab. Same thing. Well, like this morning I had like uh, toilet paper jammed up there and I was turning it around, like trying to get the inner walls of the snot out. Yeah, okay. So we're on the same page then. So I'm just taking a dip. Like, yeah, that guy's wrong. I'm telling you at least 30% will say not a nose blower. Ah, it's a little high. I think we're more of the outlier than you think. Really? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe 18 are going to agree with us. I will take a win at 22. Now, when I used to live back in my old place with, with the family and all, my fiance's brother, right? He blows his nose Can't stand 700 those times a day. In the morning, uh, oh, that's how I would wake up. The alarm clock would go. Instead of the alarm clock, it was him blowing the nose in the bathroom. I'm like, how many times can you blow your nose? Is there anything left in there? Uh, seriously, what's left in there? Yeah, the people who are constantly blowing their nose, they annoy me. This guy says, how the hell do you not know how to blow your nose? And see, that's where I think you're you're pushing it a bit. Because, uh, once again, I understand how to blow the nose. This gentleman says, and I say gentleman because I didn't read the whole text yet. I am definitely a nose blower. I can't stand those people who never blow their nose and sniffle every 30 seconds. See, I don't. Well, I could be like Billy Schwein. Maybe I do sniffle. Like, he laughs and he doesn't even realize it. And you don't know it. No, like I'm constantly like, no, you never see. I would tell you that like the sniffing accountant in the Seinfeld episode there with the go. sweater. He had the mole hair. Now, <laughs> now though, mole hair sweat. maybe this is what it is. Maybe it is. Now I feel like I'm going to be a customer. I, I had a stitch fits box when I got home last night, by the way. Did you, did you send anything back? Um, or did you keep I, anything? I should say I'm keeping one of the items, but this was a stitch fix item that I got in the last box. That's a really nice item. It looks comfortable. Very nice. It's a little big on me though. That's fine. Sometimes I like baggier. Though. Yeah, it's a little long, though. Yeah, if you go, start going over too long on the yeah. sleeve, it gets annoying. See, I'm in that in-between where, uh, you know, I'm like between sizes now. But there was two things I really like last night. You know what's funny? You had those boots that you were wearing, and I asked you the brand because they have a brand, and they look exact. They sent me a brand of the boot last week, and I sent the back. They sent me the same exact boot in a different color this time. Does that piss you off, or do you yeah, accept that? Yeah, would have liked that maybe like a couple fixes down the line. Right. Yeah, that's that send me back-to-back stitch fix with the same boot in a different color, but, man, they sent me something nice last night that I, I can't turn back. It's a, it's a piece of clothing? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if it was a shoe or not, just because you brought up the shoe. Yeah. All right, that's nice. Uh, more of a snot rocket. Haven't had a clean blow in quite some time. Sounds like a personal issue. Snot rocket. That's what you go. Yeah. Well, if I'm in the locker room, see, there's, there, I'm not going to, it's not like I'll pour over that trash can during the commercial break and give you a snot rocket. There's times for it. If you're playing pond hockey with the fellas and it's cold and your nose is all, you go for it. Bang. There's situations I can't do that where it. you do the, yeah, I can't, you, you, you can't. No, it's like, it's like, I know how to blow my nose, but when I, I try to do the outward push, nothing happens. Well, that sounds like a personal Right. Problem. So it's like, I understand like this gentleman on our, um, I think he's watching on Periscope, says, blow your nose. You'll feel better about breathing. I'm not having a breathing issue right now. 
my nose isn't really running like a, this morning it was bad. I mean, I had to get up out of bed. Well, then that tells me you did have a breathing issue. If you had to get out of bed at some point, right? No, I didn't have a breathing issue. I had a running nose issue. But doesn't that kind of like, uh, I guess you're right. It doesn't go hand in hand. Mike, just get a Q-tip and pull the snot right out. I mean, I just used a paper, you know, tissue. What do you go to? Like the people who, you ever buy a box of tissues? Thank you for bringing that up. Like what a we, waste of money. This is great. I love this. I can't wait to replay this segment when I come home tonight when we have dinner. We're not even going to talk. I'm just going to replay this whole segment so she realizes I'm not as much of a nut job as she thinks I am. I say the same thing every time we buy a box. Of we buy a whole pack of like 10 boxes. It sits in our closet. Well, when you have guests over, it's got to be on the, on the bathroom, uh, on the top of the toilet in the guest bathroom and downstairs in the basement. Why can't they just use toilet paper? Why? Yeah. They can use toilet paper. That's a waste of my damn money. Yeah. I can't stand it. Totally agree. So guess what happens? We buy the tissues because she, she gets Kleenex. Gets her way. She buys the tissues. I know. I, this morning, I used a paper towel. Worked fine. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go toilet paper over. The I mean, paper I went. Towel. Well, I was Softer. not in the bedroom any longer. Like once I left the bedroom, I was then in the kitchen area. So I went with paper towel because that was in the kitchen. It's not like I went back to the because the whole purpose of me getting out of bed is because I was probably annoying my girlfriend because I kept. Now I also sniffing. got the, uh, who the, goes around all day, right? Sniffing. Right, I'm with you. Now I also got into the debate of the napkin. Because we buy these boxes of napkins, and I say, why can't we just use paper towels as the napkins? Now we're buying yeah. all these napkins, and we're buying all these tissues. What do you think? I made of money? I agree. My, my girlfriend goes with the napkin at dinner. Same. So does she. She puts the fork and the knife. I don't even use the knife. I don't use the napkin. I'm using just the fork. I'd much rather go paper towel. If I had to pick one, I'm going paper towel. It's an easy option. It's not even a debate. Covers more ground, certainly more circumference, covers more of the table. Good thickness to it. Depends on what brand you're getting. I guess that's you fair. You get a one ply that's. Mm. Yeah, we're not one pliers. But yeah, paper towel. I'm with you on no, that. No tissue and a paper towel. That's the way you need to go. I agree with you. You save a lot of money and you can uh, utilize that in other areas. 609-403-0973, the text message. Just guy says that's a good fantasy football team name, the Snot Rockets. I'm not using that. You go fantasy football team name. Nope, it's actually it, this might be a little weird, but it's just basic. Right? I just go sports talk with Broach. There's my name every year. Sports talk with Broach. Yeah, I've been the same name for or just Broach. What are the other twenty five years? Mike Gill. No gamblers. Yeah, that's right. The gamblers. That yep. is right. I didn't know that. Don't even know where it came from. Don't know Josh how. Josh goes came about. like Italian stallion or something. Yeah, like he's that. the Italian. Sports Sport, Italian sports geek, almost the same as Italian. Now, when you Italian. look at Josh, does he scream Italiano at you? No. Does he scream Italiano to you? Of course not. Yeah. Yeah, he goes with that name. I know. It's a little. If, if I saw that name, I think I'm playing against Nick Sirianni or something. Yeah, like I'm thinking, like I'm getting Joey Tribbiani. Somebody really standing out, like, hey yo, and yeah, then I get Josh. Yeah. Well, my birth last name is Danifo. So, if you must know. And to the bow. There you go. So, it works. Well, right. it's not the name so much. It was the appearance is what I said. I said, does he look? Not does it his name sound. But, it, to his defense, if you say your last name and it, it gives the Italian vibe, it changes, it changes perspective on you, though. You just, it just, it's, it's how it is. Yeah. 
I, th I think that there's a little bit of a, a judgment based on the name, not as much on the other things, because then the name takes over everything else. He's not wrong. So, like, if he came in every day and his name was, what was it? Danifo. Danifo. I would think You would say of. that my thought of, of his appearance would look different. No, well, no, I just, I would. Is that I, what you're telling no, me? No, I would understand the logic behind the Italian sports geek. Okay. That's all. All right. I'll take that. Okay. I don't have a lot of energy. I'm glad for we're on the same on page here. Today. My my ability to go back and forth on that particular topic is very diminished. And okay. I can respect that. All right. Sports Batch Live, 97.3 ESPN. I had a whole heck of a lot of notes here. Do you want to hear what they were? Sure. JT Fool's Gold, Sixers, Lakers, measuring stick game tonight or just another Wednesday night in January? So I did that. Uh, Flyers win. Eagles hire new quarterback coach, and it's got an interesting twist to it. And another Carson Wentz story. So we'll get into all that. But coming up next, is JT just a tease? We'll ask Phillies insider Frank Close, who joins us coming up next on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN. You need just one number, 1 to 15. Win cash pop from the Jersey Lottery. The more numbers you play, the better odds of winning. So pop in and play because anything can happen in Jersey. Hey, do me a favor, everyone. Go blow your nose. We'll be back with more Sports Pass Live on 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app, and live video on our website, 97.3 ESPN.com. It's Philadelphia Fly. All right, 2.30. Don't forget, watch the show live. Go to 97.3 ESPN.com, and you can see the show live with video, and you'll see Frank Close, who joins us now here on the Sports Bash. Is JT just a tease? In other <laughs> words, are they trying to get you all excited, knowing they're not going to do anything else, and that this is all you're getting out of this team? And is that enough? Let's bring Frank into the conversation and get some thoughts from him from 973ESPN.com. What's going on, Frank? Hey, good to see you guys. As always, bud. Uh, well, we are. We don't know the official start of pitchers and catchers, but spring training is one week. The first pitch of the Grapefruit League is one month from today, February 27th. They're supposed to play Toronto in Clearwater. But JT Real Muto, let's get your thoughts. Five years, 115 million. There's a little quirkiness to this deal. So overall, what did you think of the deal the two sides agreed on? Well, you know, I definitely. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I had to do that. It says I'm on video now, right? For some of you out there. So no, I was blowing my nose. Those of you listening over the air, but no, you know, a deal the Phillies had to get done. I I thought that the Phillies needed real new tone. Your arm sleeve there. <laughs> I had it in my hands here, just waiting for it. But uh, you know, the Phillies were Phillies were the team that needed him the most. You know, most of the other teams that were in on Real Muto kind of just wanted a star player. Uh, you know, you look at Toronto, they get George Springer. In fact, there's less risk if they get an outfielder than getting a catcher. So they were willing to go more money and more years for Springer so that the Phillies didn't have a lot of competition once the Mets uh, signed James McCann. And and what, what, what got the deal done was this token sort of uh, milestone that he is now the largest AAV catcher by $100,000 a year. <laughs> Yeah, they just barely got it over that that finish line, so that he could boast that he did that. I know that's important to some agents, but uh, you know that the Phillies get the guy that uh, was so important to the team the last two years. And and if you're going to start the offseason, you got to get him back, just as like the baseline. Like you can't be you can't be worse than last year. So I think 
JT Real Muto coming back to the Phillies makes the team whole, and they can build from there. So they bring back Real Muto. They still need shortstop. Three shortstops went off the board last night. So is that a fait accompli that DD is back, or are they going to go in with possibly Gene Segura or Scott Kingery playing shortstop? Well, I thought they made it pretty clear that they were not on board with with uh, their other guys playing shortstop this year. Uh, Scott Kingery played shortstop for a while. I don't think they want that. I don't think they want Gene Segura playing shortstop. So I'm pretty sure they're going to get somebody, and the fact that all three went off the board kind of, I think, increases the Phillies' chances of, of bringing back uh, D.D. Gregorius. Um, when Andrelton Simmons went off, I think he was the best backup plan out there personally. Uh, but once he's off the board and, and, and all of them go off the board like that, uh, they, that, that only leaves two potential suitors. And you know what? The Reds spent the offseason clearing payroll. I don't think the Reds are going to spend that kind of money on D.D. I think you didn't clear that money so that you could just sign D.D. Gregorius. So I, I think the Phillies will re-sign uh, D.D. Gregorius. And I think one indication of that, too, was, was Freddie Galvis. I mean, Freddie Galvis would not have signed that very modest $1.5 million deal if if the other dominoes kind of didn't fall already. So I, I kind of see uh, Galvis uh, having the advantage of holding out until everybody kind of fit in where they were going to fit in. Uh, because I, certainly for Galvis, I mean, playing for the Orioles for $1.5 I mean, that's not that's not a wonderful contract. I mean, he, he's earned much more than that the last several years. So at least for the Phillies, if they had somebody like Galvis, you could throw him out there in the later innings if you're going to if you're going to try to start the game with Gene Segura at shortstop. But, I, but I'm, I'm feeling like this is going to happen. I think the Phillies need to do what happened with JT Real Muto. I think they need to pay Gregorius an, an average annual value more than the $14 million he signed last year. I don't think he did anything that, that said that he deserves a pay cut. So I think if they get over that, they, they can get him. And I think they can definitely get him if they're willing to go for a second year. This fan base has been screaming to sign JT forever now and to say, hey, give him whatever he wants. But I feel like we have to sit back and actually give credit. Now, they might have lucked into this. It, maybe it wasn't the best way to go about things, but it did work out in their favor. We actually have to give credit to Middleton and Matt Klentak and Andy McPhail for waiting out the market and not just jumping on him for you know a seven-year deal at $150, million, $70 million. Because this, this is very reasonable. But things that were being discussed prior, I don't think that would have been the case. Yeah, I, I think I think the one wild card that really was the carrot at the end of the stick for Real Muto was the New York Mets getting a new owner. So you have a guy with lots of money who didn't lose money last year. He's the only owner in baseball who didn't lose money last year and isn't sort of reeling from that. But, but once the Mets were off the board, I mean that that's the the market kind of fell like the Phillies thought it would. I mean that we've been saying this for a long time that the catching position is a tough one. The body gets the wear and tear. We've seen what happened in the past with contracts to the likes of, of Darren Dalton. You know, the, the catchers, catchers tend to break down later in those deals. Um, I say tend to. I mean, you can't predict the future, but but that's the one thing that has kept the catching position uh, to a minimum in terms of numbers of years to contracts that have been signed over the years. And uh, I, I think that the Phillies accurately read the market that that there weren't a lot of teams willing to to uh, give a really long deal. I I thought the Mets might just because the Mets were a team that that uh, needed to make some sort of impact uh, move, and they already did. They you know they traded for Frankie Lindor, and they still might be in on Trevor Bauer. So the Mets did a lot by not by not signing real real Muto, and and I think the Phillies did a good job reading the market there. Frank Close, ninety seven three ESPN dot com. Uh, JT Real Muto gets the deal. He's back. 
So the lineup's back essentially, except for shortstop right now. You got exactly the same everyday lineup, except no D8s. So that's going to be interesting to see how they kind of tiptoe around that every day. Same starting rotation. So essentially they're saying this team was good enough. We just needed to fix our bullpen. Is fixing the bullpen enough to say this team can compete for the playoffs? They need a starter. I would. I wouldn't. I would not say that they're going to leave things as they are. So remember, Ariette is off the board, which means that Spencer Howard and Vince Velasquez would have to start. And then you have no sixth starter. I mean, they 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 signed Devon Nova yesterday to a minor league deal, and he could maybe make the team. Uh, he. I don't know if they count him count on him as a starter at this point either because he didn't pitch very much last year. So, so I, I think I think they need a starter. Absolutely, at least one, preferably two. Uh, but on top of that, I think that uh, the bullpen is something they're still going to address. Uh, there was a report today from John Heyman that um, the Phillies were runners up on Darren O'Day, uh, who ended up signing with the New York Yankees. So I, I think that if, if the Phillies were going after Darren O'Day, then there's a good chance that the uh, the Phillies are actively working on the bullpen. And, and so I would expect that they they bring in at least another piece, if not two. Who's still out? Who's still available in bullpen? Alex uh, Colome is a possible back end option as a closer, and you know there's a lot of there's lot there's a lot of the middle of the road guys, the O'Day types. Uh, you know, there's there's not one name that really kind of kind of like stands out as as the super powerful relief arm since since uh, Brad Hand is off the board. But I, I think there's some nice pieces out there they, that they could get. I wouldn't be shocked if they, they look for a reunion with uh, Jose Alvarez, provided he's healed from his little injury there. Uh, I'm sure he is. He, God, I hope he is for his sake. Uh, but uh, Jose Alvarez coming back, maybe. Um, Blake Parker's out there. I mean, there, there's some there's some guys they could get that, that did a decent job for them last year even. But uh, And, of course, all the, all, all of the disastrous parts of the bullpen the Phillies let, let loose are all still free agents. I don't think they want them back, though. Yeah, for real. The way that I view this, though, is, you know, look, people are happy with the signing but realize they're not going to compete for the division. But when you look at this, I feel you can tie it to what the Sixers did. Daryl Morey came in here, and it was a mess. And he moved on from Al Horford. And, yeah, they're more exciting, but they're not there yet. With Dave Dombrowski signing JT Real Muto, while it might not be sexy because he's just returning and it's like, hey, we're bringing back the same team but just maybe tweaking a little – it's not going to be fixable in one season, and this is step one and maybe a four-step process. Do you view it the same way? You know, I, I think one reason why they might like a Gregorius deal to be a year if they can pull it off is is it gives them more options next year. I mean, the next year's free agent class is going to be so much stronger if they want to go that route. Um, I'm surprised they haven't been more active on the trade front. Uh, they still could be. I mean, there's still some teams that want to unload some money. The Phillies could take advantage, but... You know, I do think that there is a sense from the the the, the Dombrowski uh, front office that you know the Phillies aren't aren't just a move, a move or two away, and I think they're gonna they're gonna do their best to um, bring in some pieces that are gonna hopefully make the Phillies contender. But at the same time, I don't think they're 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 gonna go for broke by any means. I don't think they want to trade any prospects. I don't think they want to give up any draft picks, signing any free agents. Um, so I think they're gonna kind of. I think he's going to proceed kind of playing it safe. Uh, and, and definitely the fact that that uh, we see that they're very they're active right now and they haven't haven't been to this point and the Bradley deal was for one year. I, I think they're going to proceed with moves that are that are kind of low risk, uh, but have the potential for high reward. And, and, you know, maybe you get lucky this season. 
Uh, Frank Close, 97.3 ESPN.com, talking Phillies. Um, let me ask you about the bullpen then. If the bullpen is better, or it better be better, because that was the worst ever last year, but do you feel good that, yeah, they are going to be better? This bullpen's not, well, they have to be better. Is there legitimate talent that, yeah, okay, we don't know, but they should be a serviceable bullpen? You know, there's there's still a lot of unknowns. I mean, they traded for a couple guys that throw hard in Sean Coonrod and Jose Alvarado. Um, but they're, they're kind of wild cards, unfortunately. There's certainly no sure bet. You like what you saw from Jojo Romero as a reliever last year. You like what you saw from Connor Brogdon in limited action as somebody who could help in the future. Uh, and then and then you have the likes of David Hale, who's kind of like your veteran, not going to totally blow up in the middle innings, but, you know, is, isn't going to be your lockdown reliever. And then they have Neris and, and, and now Bradley at the back. I, you know, it, it's, it's got I mean, – <laughs> It's got to be better than last year, right? I mean, that 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 bullpen was historically bad, and at least by accident, it's got to be better, right? So, um, but but again, there's still too many unknowns. I mean, there, there's going to be some growing pains with Romero and, and Brogdon, even though they might be nice relievers for this team. Um, you know, you don't you you don't want it to be where where Neris has a bad year, like you know he's been up and down. If, if he's having a bad year, and then you start having David Hale pitch your eighth and ninth inning, then that's not good. Uh, no offense to David Hale, I think they got him to be sort of the middle innings type. So uh, they 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 definitely need some more pieces. And and the news that came out today that they were runners up for Darren O'Day, I think they're still going to try to find at least one more established established major league reliever, and hopefully hopefully even two. What are your thoughts on this defense from the infield? If they, if right now it's Gene Segura at shortstop, so you're talking about Alec Bohm at third base. Who, look, I love what he does at the plate, but we can all agree that it's been bad defensively. Gene Segura, who makes some errors. Scott Kingery at second, who you know is a little bit of a nice defender, but and Reese Hoskins at first base, who's bad. So that is really concerning to me. Yeah, that's why they need a shortstop, uh, especially up the middle. I, I think I think Gene Segura is a good defensive second baseman. I, I, I would say he's fair to good at shortstop, but I, I think they need a better shortstop given what you just said. And and I think if they had their druthers going ahead after this year, you might see Alec Bohm at first base and Reese Hoskins as a DH if they have a DH. I mean, that, that it's it's kind of, kind of remarkable that that isn't totally resolved yet because, I mean, let's face it, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report on the 17th and you don't know yet as you still are putting the final for most teams, normally by now they're putting together their final pieces. And if you're going to have a designated hitter, who's one of your starting positions that you really need to know. Yeah. And clearly they are targeting a shortstop. So what does this say about Scott Kingery is, are they losing faith in him? Do they see him as like a versatile player that can play everywhere? Well, if that's the case, does that tell you that maybe they're down on him? Can he play center field? I just feel if you are making that move and putting Gene Segura at second, it's almost as if a statement to Scott Kingery, unless I'm reading this wrong. I don't think there's a statement. I mean, look, last year, last year Scott Kingery had COVID-19 pretty bad. Uh, it really did, really did ruffle him up at the most important time of the season. And I, I really, really think that um, he's somebody still with some potential, but I, but I do see him more as a second baseman. Um, if there's a DH, you could have Segura at third, Kingery at second, and then uh, at first base, Bohm, and then Hoskins as as DH. Or if Hoskins doesn't start on time, uh, which is a possibility, we haven't really gotten much of a health update from from Hoskins, and Hoskins maybe doesn't start the year, and you need him. Or you know, the, at least at least right now, there's some movable pieces. I, I think Kingery's versatility is possible. Uh, I, I think if they had their druthers, they would have 
they would have uh, traded um, Segura. There was some interest from the Blue Jays early on. They ended up getting Marcus Simeon uh, to fill that role. Uh, even he's going to move to second base uh, to play second base for the Jays. But um, you know, I, I think I think that uh, ideally down the lines, Kingery could be your second baseman. But the fact that he can bounce around is very very helpful right now, given the um, given given the uncertainty at a couple positions, including center field, as you mentioned. I see Ruben Joseph saying, you know, we also need center field. Well. Um, you know, center field is, is kind of up in the air. I'm, I'm okay with the Phillies kind of moving forward with what they have. I mean, they do at least have options. I think Roman Quinn, one of these years, whether it's for the Phillies or somebody else is going to stay healthy for a whole year and have a great year for somebody. Uh, but you know, obviously the Phillies probably don't have the patience to, to wait it out much longer, but, but the fact that you could throw them in center, I think the movable pieces last year, especially with the DH was, was one of the Phillies strengths offensively. And while I think if, uh, Kingery had to start. It would be at second base. Uh, I would not put him at shortstop. I, I think he. I think we still need to see what he's all about. All right. Uh, so we're about a month. We are one month away from the start of the Grapefruit League. JT Rumutos, Real Mutos in. Maybe DD Gregorius. Possibly some more bullpen help. Hopefully, Dave Dombrowski uh, has another move up his sleeve. Let me ask you right now, Frank. Phillies are where in the NL East? <laughs> Oh boy, this is a tough one. Uh, I think I think There's only five teams. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much I love Washington. Braves, I think, are still kind of the first first place team with with that with all that young talent. The Mets could be second, depending on what they do. Maybe the Phillies and and uh, Nats could be fighting for third or fourth. But but who knows? Who knows what the playoff system will be? That might be good enough. All right. Uh, we of course will keep our eyes on the Phillies offseason and what they do next. But they did. Get the first hurdle. JT Romuto's back, and he'll be behind the plate for the next five years at over $23 million a season. We'll see how long that deal looks like a good deal. But uh, for now, it's a good deal for Phillies fans because they finally did something. Frank Close, everybody, 97.3 ESPN.com. Check out all his Phillies coverage for the 2021 season. And Frank, like all guests, appeared via the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. Thanks, Frank. Great to see you guys. Yeah, man, and he will be with us, of course, all season long. There's an edition of Powder Blue Podcast up on our website right now at 973ESPN.com, so you can go listen to their thoughts on the decision to bring back JT Real Muto, which I think by most accounts, people like like the move. I'm just wondering, is it kind of like a, a little tease? Like, hey, we're bringing him back, and then this is all we're going to do. I hope they keep adding pieces so that I can feel confident. You know, I can get into this season. Right I know I can't get are. into this season. I think they are going to keep adding more pieces, specifically the bullpen and shortstop. And if they do shortstop and bullpen, I think they did everything they possibly could in one offseason of a new regime. Can't we agree with that? Like, there's only so much you can do in one offseason, right? So you get a new face in Dombrowski. He brings back JT. Let's say he gives you DD, and then he adds pieces in the bullpen. You had an average team, and you kept them average. Step one of four <laughs> steps. I mean, but there's no – I don't Step know the alternative. Is admitting you were average, right? We're admitting we're average, so we're going to stay average. But what's the alternative? Become a dumpster fire? I, I don't know. That's a good question. What would you have rather seen? Break it back down and start over or tread water? Well, I know. you're treading water. You, I know what you really need to do, is, but you just signed Bryce Harper, so you tied your hands behind your back. You can't start over with this prospect pool. All right. We have a very important question coming up next. We need your help. Don't go away, Sports Bash. All right, so last night, if you were following at Broads81 on Twitter, you had a very important poll question up. 
that got a lot of reaction. I don't know why this is even a question. I agree with you. Or, or unless you're asking, like, how did this even come up or the results? Why this would be questioned by anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's only one answer is what you're saying. It shouldn't even there's be only a debate. One answer. Yeah, it shouldn't even be a debate. Now, there was a, a someone, and apparently a lot of people believe this, that there's yeah. an option I left out on the table. My girlfriend's one of those. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We got an issue here. All right, so last night I was in a heated debate, and it came up about something that you color with, and what do you call that item? Now, to me, it's pretty damn simple. Crayon. It's a crayon. You color with a crayon. Yeah. Now, I got hit with right after that. Oh, you, you mean a crown? If you open up the dictionary and the phonetic spelling of crayon is crayon, there is no debate. Right. There's no other way. Crown. I, I was informed crown. How can you do that? But I get hit with, well, how do you spell psycho? And how do you say psycho? That's not the same thing. All right, just because one other word has a little bit of weirdness involved, crayon is pretty simple. Yeah, you think Crayola, when they came up with this concept, wanted them people to call it Crayola crowns? No, but apparently people go crayon. Yeah, my girlfriend's a craner. Pass the crayon. I need a blue crayon. Like you're getting cranberry sauce. Yeah, what is that? I can't even comprehend it. My brain is baffled by these individuals. We had people videoing in. And describing their emotions towards this. Not wow. just tweeting in. They were sending in Twitter videos. And I was retweeting them because I was giving them the support. Even the ones that were outrageous and saying crazy things. Now, the one guy, this is where it kind of hurts our stance here. The one guy said, I'm stoned as hell, but I say crayon. And I said, well, we hear from the high people. The high people have spoken. No, that's not that's but he's supportive. But he's defending our point. So we have to now acknowledge that the stoned individual is on our side. Is that a positive? Is that a negative? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much no, into it. he's probably in his right frame of mind. Well, true. You, you start to dive deeper when you're a little so bit. So what were the actual results? Okay, so the results, now that I have to find it again because I was looking for the video, it was overwhelming majority have been on our side. It's about 85% agree with us. 83.3% crayon, 167 crown, and then a bunch of commenters saying crayon. 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 And there's not a debate. There's no argument here. It's period, point blank. Crayon. Are we all in agreement? Yes. Okay. Glad we got that out of the way. It's funny. I, I read that to my girlfriend last night. And she said, no, it's crayon. Did you know she was a crayon? No, woman? I had not known that. She's like upstate New Yorker, way up like by Canada. They say crayon. And I say you're wrong. And apparently so do you. And when we come back, we've got uh, baseball's got a big problem next. 